Zipple the snowflake is one old triggered soul with reading glasses sitting on his nose and takes that really blow. Sipple the snowflake deserves a mouthpiece to the face. He says LeBron's the goat and Steph will choke. Then he runs to his safe space. Hey, we gotta be careful here. He tells us when we speak. But when 10 games air in a day, he thinks that's too many. Oh, Sipple the snowflake says words like mature. He's a blogger now and an honor too, and also really old. I would call this serendipity. It's just a perfect timing because we were going to just talk about the new inductees into Cooperstown, and no better person to talk to about this than Steve Sipple of HuskerOnline.com. Adrian Beltre got 95% of the vote. He will be joined in the class of 2024 by Todd Helton and Joe Maurer. Sip, any thoughts? <laughs> Maurer got in, huh? Yes, he just barely got in. Poor Billy yeah. Wagner, though, fell like five votes short. Maurer was a catcher. Mao. Are we going with Mao? Mao? Mao. Mao. Yeah, I have no thoughts. So I, I, in fact, I was getting gum at the register. So you say Beltray. Beltray, Todd Helton, and Joe Maurer. You were getting gum at the register. Yeah. At the, you know, at the cash register. Let me guess. Uh, Can I guess what gum you got? Oh, great. Great. This is a great topic. Yeah, go ahead. Big Red. <laughs> what? It's what no. Tom Osborne used to chew. That's not what I got. Try again. Bubblegum seems like something that Sip would make fun of a grown man for getting. I'm just going to go with like a traditional, like a blue minty kind. <laughs> Ooh, a winter fresh. I got double mint. Ah. I got Wrigley's double mint. There we go. My guess was going to yeah. be zebra stripe because he wanted to hoard it all before it went away. No, see, that that's too snowflakey for Sipple. He wouldn't be caught <laughs> dead with zebra gum. I'm trying to remember the last time I bought gum. Dude, I know. It's been years. Are you a gum guy, Sipple? <laughs> I'm trying to last. I'm trying to remember the last time I brushed my teeth. So I'm what? getting gum right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm kidding. But I did. It's been a kind of a heck easy now. Um, I brushed my teeth. I haven't been. You know, I don't even need a dentist. <laughs> yeah, uh, classic. <laughs> Sip, I've recently started seeing one. You want Yes, him? Nick is going to the dentist tomorrow, and he's taking the day off because they're going to numb his face. I'm to ugly. clean his teeth. Yeah, he's having a bad time. Well, my teeth are so good, it's unnecessary. Nice. So, what a life you lead. As he just sticks a big old wad of chaw in his mouth. Yeah. Hey, how is Hawaii? Hmm, Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> There's a drop. <laughs> <laughs> Hawaii. <laughs> It was really good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Hold on a second now. I'm trying to get Journalism is dying all over the country, and you're going to Hawaii to watch a high school all-star game. What a time to be alive <laughs> yes. in Oscar online. Uh, amen, Josh. Not, the L.A. Times just fired everybody. A great point, Josh. It's <laughs> a very dark way to look at it. Yeah, well. Um, I, um, oh, it was good. I, I loved it. I loved Honolulu. I, di- I didn't know what to expect at all. Yeah. Having never been there. And 
I was really taken aback by how much. I mean, I loved it. Let's put it that way. I just loved it. I loved everything, pretty much everything about it. Everything from Waikiki Beach, which you know, it's pretty standard fare, um, to nor- to the North Shore, which is kind of like the west- the equivalent of Western Nebraska, oh. in Hawaii. Okay, you know, it's. I mean, in that it's it's not touristy. It's not particularly touristy. Um, chickens running all over the place, just you know, roosters and chickens. Um, in other words, just like a normal Wednesday at the Sipple residence. <laughs> yeah, and then um, I don't know that it was. I don't know. Just the people were the people are super nice. Obviously, you hear that all the time. And it's 80 degrees every day of the year. Yeah. And 65 is the low every single day. And that is really inviting. So we stayed at a nice hotel right downtown. Right. Well, I don't know if it's downtown, but it seemed like downtown. I don't know exactly what downtown is. But um, we were right, you know, a block from from Waikiki Beach. Right. Um, So it was... You know, I like the food, um, and it was fun. Actually, the covering the Polynesian Bowl practices was awesome because it's so laid back. I mean, I had to be literally like standing next to Mike Zimmer. I mean, it was you could. I, I mean, it was. I saw so much and learned a lot. So couldn't have gone much better than it did, actually. In all seriousness, but you know, free trip to the North Shore aside. Uh-huh. Do events like this serve a useful purpose? Mm, depends who you ask. Yeah, I, I would. I think the players they do. I mean, no. for instance, not all players, but I think just some players. Now these are already committed players, so you'd say why? Well, like and like, or excuse me, Carter Nelson. He benefited from a free trip to Hawaii and learning the Polynesian culture. And now, he wasn't the only one who benefited from that. It's a it's an incredibly good opportunity for those kids in that regard. Yeah, it's a it's a great learning opportunity for Carter Nelson. It was an opportunity to prove himself again, which he did at a high level against comp. You know, everybody's the big conversation with Carter Nelson all the time is, ah, oh, he was an eight man player. How will he? How will he hold up when he starts playing college competition, when he starts playing athletes that are as big and strong as he is? Well, he had a pretty good answer to that question. I'd say a really good answer. Um, I'd say he was one of the best players on, on that Zimmer's team. So um, well, there's a lot. I get what you're I, – I think I get where you're coming from. Dylan, it was a little different conversation with Dylan Rayola – I mean, there was at one point where Dominic, his father, told me Dylan was kind of bummed that he wanted to be in Lincoln. You know, he wanted to be – they had started winter conditioning, and that's where he wanted to be. Yeah. But but his dad had to tell him, look, this is an opportunity of a lifetime. It's your culture. You know, it's what we grew up – what you grew up in. Um, so just seize the moment. I think he pulled out of it and practiced well and played well. Sip, the thing that you'll often hear about events like this is that it's it's less about the game and more about the practices. 
Um, be, just because the game, you know, it's, it's just going to be really difficult, right, to have a whole lot of chemistry with guys out there on the football field that you just started playing with. So, like, I don't know how many of the takeaways that you just kind of mentioned. It seemed like that was more maybe about some of the ancillary stuff. But in terms of the takeaways that one can have from practice, is there anything that's going to stick with you? A lot. There's a lot that stuck with me because I saw three practices, and you see, you know, three 90-minute, two-hour practices. There's a, there's a lot. First of all, the talent in that game was excellent. 13 five-star players, and I was really taking them. I, I mean, just, man, I mean, there's some. there were some serious players. Now, I'm, I hadn't thought about this until right now. Well, I think we all understand Nebraska's got to get more of those type of players. There's just, yeah. I mean, they're, especially on defense, I was, the speed and size of those defenses, made a huge impression on me during that week though. Um, I mean, I go back to Carter Nelson. It was really, really informative to watch him and the way they used him, and, or in some cases, the way they didn't use him. They didn't send him down the field much because he's got to learn that third level. He played eight man ball, you know, when there's, you know, there's, there's a defensive backfield, you know, there's guys deep and, in um, eleven man ball, he's got he's got to learn that a little bit, navigate, you know, three more players on defense, and I thought he did a good job. But what he really did a good job of during the week, it's really really interesting, I guess, and it's really impressive to watch him just catch, how fluid he is catching a ball and getting upfield. I mean, it's super fluid. I would think. Based on what I saw, he'll be Nebraska's best tight end next year. I mean, I, I, I'd be shocked if he wasn't. He's, he was that wow. good in my yeah. He was that good in my eyes. He is also a very willing blocker. I know he hears the talk. He has to about um, is he, he is he going to be able to block? Well, I don't think they're going to ask him to play in line a lot. But if they do, I. He's, he's tenacious, he, and he has a chip on his shoulder about that. And he was very intense as a blocker, in pra- both in practice and in the game. He he folded up a defensive end in the game, and was a, that was his proudest moment. So I guess you'd, you'd say that I'm talking a lot about Carter Nelson and not as much about Dylan. I knew Dylan Rayola was good. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what to expect from Carter Nelson, and I came away thinking, okay, now nah, they got something here. They got to get. They got to get, like Brian Munson pointed out in an article. They got to get some stuff ready for Carter Nelson. That's my. It's interesting because you talk about Nelson that way. Not that you're saying Dylan Rayola won't likely be the starting quarterback, but you've been very cautious of saying that Rayola's got the job. So why as bullish and as a, you know on on Nelson yet pulling back just a little bit on Dylan Rayola? I don't know that I'm pulling back. I just don't. I just don't. Uh, I don't know. He's going to have enough heat on him, and I think it's kind of a foregone conclusion. John is what if I don't know that he needs me to annoy him. You know, I mean, no. Everybody, everybody in the world anointing him, and, and they should. I mean, it, like Sean Callahan said, in what world do you live, simple, that you think he's not going to be the starting quarterback? Exactly. Right. He's he is, and I don't know that we need to. I mean, he's he's good, he's legit. I mean, he's 
He's got all the arm talent he needs. He is his frame is so impressive. I mean, if you're a Nebraska fan, I would feel really good about if you if you just happened upon a Polynesian Bowl practice, seeing that two of the best looking athletes on on that side were Rayola and Carter. Now Rayola, I'm just not. It's just hard to say anything you guys don't even don't already know. I mean, the most impressive thing to me in Honolulu was that he took it so seriously. You know, he knew every, like Zimmer pointed out, Mike Zimmer, by the way, incredible dude. Um, loved him. Um, Zim. He pointed out that Dylan knew everybody's stuff. Not just, you know, he, he could have just went in there and kind of, half-heartedly, but he understood what everybody was supposed to do. He was helping guys with what they were supposed to do. He was he treated it, you know, he was a leader. He's clearly the, the leader, and that was impressive. And then what he did in the game I thought was pretty impressive. I, he was only 7 of 15, but three drops, one horrible drop at least, and I don't know. He just, <laughs> he got a super strong arm. Hey, Sip, you wrote, and we've referenced this a couple times on today's show before we let you go, that you are, uh, you said, am I overly bored with college hoops with certain ahem teams wow. going a full 11 minutes without a field goal? I'm, I'm curious, how much of your excitement for college or, or for uh, the spring game and spring football in general is just a general dislike of college basketball? Quite a bit. Actually. Nice. I, good take. Yeah, I don't. Nebraska could, could make the tournament. Yeah. I mean, it's just not, it's, John, and this is no, and I like Creighton. I just want to make that very clear. I like watching Creighton. There I, are, they, Creighton you don't have to defend, yeah. It's your opinion. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm, but I'm, I watch enough college basketball that I'm, just usually I find myself thinking this is hard to watch. This is, you know, I like the NBA, and the NBA is a very fluid, free flowing game with incredible talent, and you don't see 11 minute scoring droughts. Um, <laughs> You know, Nebraska against Rutgers didn't score for 17 and a half minutes of that game. They didn't score a field goal for 17 and a half minutes. Think about that for a second. I, it's just hard to watch. For me. It, it's, listen, listen, Nebraska's probably going to make the NCAA tournament run, and I'll jump on it. But it, but I do it as a job. I, mean, it's just, I do it because I have to, not necessarily because I want to be sitting over there. Um, so that's what I'll do. But, I, but football is what drives this place, and we all know that. Steve Sipple. I'm going to remember this when it comes to the credential list. Forever. <laughs> hey, don't let that guy in. <laughs> I, hey, listen, I'm, listen, I'm already earmarked by a few people over there, so it's fine. <laughs> if they don't let me in, I'll cover up, cover up TV. I'll go everything. watch another spring practice. <laughs> Uh, much more interested in football. I kind of, kind of yeah, well, you're not alone. You're Sip. not alone at all. Right. All right, Sip. Well, uh, enjoy it. I, I'm, I, what, what do you have planned to watch then tonight? Because you're obviously not watching the Ohio State game. <laughs> oh, I have a function I have to attend, so I'm not watching. Oh. I'm not watching. I'll track it. Um, and because it's no, listen, I'm not. I understand. It's, it's, these are big games for Nebraska. You got to win it, and they will. I, I just don't. I don't think I, I don't frankly think this will be much of a game. Oh, uh, but man, don't listen to me because my predictions have been 
incredibly bad. I, I guarantee Nebraska. I guarantee Iowa wouldn't cover against Nebraska, and they went up seventeen to two to start the game. <laughs> so, congrats to Ohio State on their victory tonight. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm hearing. Yep. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for having me, and thanks for adjusting once again. All sure, good. Sip. No good to hear problem. from you, Sip. <laughs> All right, see you guys. Bye bye. All right, we'll come back and find out what's for dinner next on sixteen twenty the zone. When you knock us down, we're going to get up. And on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off. Crust is good on your pizza, not your ass. I will eat your ass first. He's tough as a Woolworth steak. And then it's going to take two more shots to knock us down. All right. And on the way up, we're going to take your other kneecap. I'm ready to hang them up, gut them, and skin them, and chop them up. You know what? I'm ready. My daughters aren't starving to death. I'll eat my neighbors. And we're going to get up, and then it's going to take three shots to get us down. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. Cliff, what's your, what are you going to take away as your best memory from playing basketball at Boston College? Probably just, like, going on to eat. All right, it's time to find out what's for dinner. I just ducked back towards the media room. They were just setting up the spread. I think it's something Italian. All I could see, though, was salad. Mamma mia. That's Italian-ish. Salad is salad Italian food. I didn't know salad was Italian food. All you can eat at uh, all cultures have salad, don't they? But they also have salad in Italy. That's they do. Well, they do in France and we we even in England. Not my salad in England. Uh, nice Nick. I think I'm gonna have leftovers. I have no idea. I'm on my own. I'm fending on my own tonight for dinner. Chicken and baked potatoes. No, uh, Nick, I'm not gonna get home late, so I'm in the Mm. same spot as you. I don't wanna eat at nine o'clock tonight, so I don't know. I'm worried. I'll figure something out. Well, I have, especially for Nick. Oh. Oh. The Applebee's date night pass is now open for sale. Now this is for a limited time. But this is a $200 one-time purchase. And what you're entitled to, you get $30 worth of free food and non-alcoholic drinks every time you use the pass. And how long can you use it for? And you can use it once per week for an entire year. So So you you could have... You could go to Applebee's. $1,500 worth of food. Yes, that's $1,560 in food and drinks for $200. Now, the catch is you can only only use it once a week, and they don't carry over. So if you skip a week, it's not like you get two on the next. So you have to use it weekly. This sounds like a great deal. It is. Uh, Can I borrow $200? Wow. Now, apparently, you are able... Because they've got the two for twenty-five deal, which gets you uh, an appetizer and two entrees for twenty-five sure. bucks. You can use this pass on the two for twenty-five, mm. right? So there's your date right there, Nick. There's your date right there, Nick. You can also use it on their catering menu. I didn't know they catered. That yes. would that would cover what? Like half of one item? Well, um, according to Mashed, or no, the takeout. I'm sorry. Um, there is a large number of catering items that hover around or near the $30 mark, including boneless wings, salad size, desserts, and beverages. Salad, Nick. You can eat Italian. So over so, the course of a year, you can buy one thing from the catering menu well, and then have a feast at the end of the year. So Nick, you, this could be a good podcast. Nick reviews Applebee's yes, catering. And you eat there once a week. Yeah. Mm. What are you having for dinner, Nick? Is it rice again? It's a rice night. Oh, my gosh. Oh. 
See? For $200, you can eat for $30 a week. That will payday soon, Nick, in like a whole week. Well, that's the rent paycheck. Mm, okay. Never mind. Well, it's a great a, deal, though, John. Thank you. Saying, this is an amazing deal, John. I'm just saying. There's an option. You sold that so well, it's like you're getting paid by Applebee's. No, Are you I am an not, Applebee's shill? No, I am not a shill for Applebee's. Are you of Applebee's? I am not wow. of Applebee's. Dude, how much simple. Oriental chicken salad could Sipple oh, get? Oh, yeah. Why did we mention this to Sipple last segment? Oh, yes. I forgot. I'm yeah, sorry. For dinner, I should have mentioned this. Mm. He said yeah. he'll be doing What did he say? How did he describe tonight? An engagement? A prior engagement? A prior like engagement. Maybe he's eating gum for dinner. That's why he had to pick it up. <laughs> that was classic yes it was what an interview mm. all right so uh coming up next it's uh some blue jays shoot around and then we we as we tip off our creighton coverage and then the jays and savior tonight 7:37 is the official tip-off time as of right now but they'll probably slide it back at least five minutes. Yeah, who's on right now on FS1 before uh, the game? It's, uh, I believe, Butler Georgetown. Yes, it is indeed Butler. Man, I wish I would have remembered that. I would have turned it on 28 minutes ago. More like Butler. And now I'm leaving the studio. All right, we'll talk to you in a little while. See you tomorrow. Bye. Hasta luego.